This is a CNA podcast. Doors are closing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Work It. My name is Crispina, and this week, I'm flying solo. Yes, I know, I miss my co-host Adrian too, but Adrian had to attend to a family emergency. And so, it is quite apt, in a way, that this episode, we will be talking about taking leave. If we work for someone, we're given a set number of days and the general freedom to decide when to take a break from work. And of course, we have other types of leave for exigencies like illnesses. I have to say that this has been quite an unusual year for me. I've used up nearly all of my leave. It was a combination of needing a mental break more frequently and some family circumstances. Like most folks, I have 21 days in the financial year, so I have to plan it fairly carefully. As we wind down the year, we want to talk about leave policies. How have they changed since COVID-19? Are new trends like unlimited leave practical? And how should managers look at the way their staff take a break? With me today is David Satyawan, Head of Marketing at Job Street Singapore. Welcome, David. Hello. Hi, Crispina. Thank you very much for having me today. And good to hear that you actually almost finished your annual leaves. That's very <laughs> healthy, especially coming to, towards the end of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. But my entitlement is until the end of March. Maybe I should explain because when my kids were small, it was always around their school holidays. Now that they're grown up, I can take leave anytime I want. But I found that increasingly, after I've worked for three months straight without a break, I desperately need a breather. I've been feeling this way in the last couple of years. Do you find that's becoming common? Yes, that's the importance of mental breaks, right? Even before the pandemic, a lot of companies have mm. put a lot of emphasis on mental breaks, right? Yep. And guess what? A lot of people actually work even harder during the COVID time. Some studies actually found out that people work about 28% more during mm. the COVID period, which means you actually work much harder during the pandemic. So it is always very important for you to take mental breaks. A lot of researchers or studies found out that actually you are 40% more likely to be more productive mm. when you actually frequently take mental breaks. We were just talking about this. During the pandemic, working from home became quite a norm. Mm. So you actually didn't even realize that, oh, it's eight o'clock and I'm still at my desk. And people have their meals at their desk and they continue working. What are you seeing that's not so healthy about that? Yeah, so the shift towards work from home culture can easily blur the lines between work and rest. Whereby mm. before the pandemic, it was very clear that I have to be in the office at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then by 6.30 p.m., it is time for you to go home and rest. Yeah. But due to the pandemic, we started from home and we don't have to actually pack our stuff to yeah. go home because we're already right. at home. However, that caused a lot of problems because the line is so blurry right now. So mm -hmm, then people mm -hmm. just continue working and they don't feel that actually there is a mental burden because they thought it's fine to do that. However, researchers have found out this kind of behavior is very unhealthy. Even a recent study by WHO found more than 700,000 people died in 2016 alone from heart disease and stroke due to long hours 
that's the importance of taking mental breaks. Even though you feel mentally you're fine, mm. but you're doing actually more mm. harm to your body. Yeah, we tend to focus on physical breaks mm. in thinking that that makes us healthy. Yeah, but actually, we forget that the mind plays a really important part in regulating our physical health as well. What's interesting I found about the pandemic was that. Before, when I was in the office and I had to, for example, take the kids for a dental appointment or a medical appointment, I'd have to apply for some sort of leave. Yeah. But at home, I don't have to do that anymore. I can just <laughs> step out, get my chore done or whatever it is I need to do and then come back and finish my work. So people also start to think that way, mm. which is probably why we accumulated so much of it, right? Exactly. That's the benefits of working from home. I like to call it work-life integration. Before this, people mm, always call it mm. work-life balance. However, there's a thin line between work and then your personal life. But then I have seen a lot of companies moving towards this direction where well, they are being more flexible mm. with their annual leaves, with their staff taking mental breaks for whatever reason. Right. By saying mental breaks here... It's not only for the employee itself, but it's also for the employee's family because we mm. realize as well when we work from home, you have your personal commitment as well. You have your family commitments. You have to take care of your elderly parents, your yep. kids, for example. So I've seen a lot of companies, especially the bigger ones, mm -hmm. even some of the medium companies, they have started to embrace this particular culture because this is also what the candidates actually want outside there as well. Uh -huh. So it's very important for companies to be flexible if they really want to retain their talents. Yeah, so this is the other thing I wanted to ask you. In the old days, it was quite fixed. You either had 14 days, 18 days, 21 days. The more leave you have, obviously, the more senior you are. And then in some cases, you'll have to clock in something like 10 years before you get another <laughs> two days extra. I know, right? Those days are slowly dying. Mm. You would work 260 days. What's 14 days? That's clearly not enough. But we have public holidays. Mm-hmm. And now the government has childcare leave. We have wellness leave. We have birthday leave. We don't count all of these things, but that's changed. So now people are becoming much more aware. Are you seeing that more companies are more generous? For us at SIG, we introduced more family-friendly policies, mm -hmm. especially during the pandemic. But I've also seen bigger companies, the tech brands like Google, for example, they right. double up their parental leaves. Wow. And then they also increase their annual leaves from 15 days to 20 days. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there are a lot of changes happening right now, Crispina. So mm -hmm. that is very positive because for the first time, a lot of companies actually know the importance of taking care of their employees' mental health. Right. It has been proven as well when your employees are very refreshed, they'll be able to work more productively than before. Right. And also they will be more loyal, right? I mean, honestly, even the six days childcare leave, I feel is not enough. <laughs> Imagine you have three kids. Anybody with kids will know one gets sick all the others get sick. Yeah. There should be a lot more flexibility when it comes to that. On our previous episode, mm -hmm. we interviewed the Law Society President Adrian Tan. Ah, okay. One of the things he said that he could not understand was our inflexibility, so to speak. Company managers, for example, trust their people with yeah. business, with money, mm. with company secrets, mm. but... They want people to give them a medical certificate to say that they were sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true, right? If I'm a pretty decent worker and I said, look, I'm not feeling too good, mm. whether I go to a doctor or not shouldn't matter. I should just be able 
to take the leave. I know you give me 14 days of medical leaves. Yeah. That's what I can play with. Why do I need proof? What do you think? I think we are getting closer, Crispin. I'm not saying that we have reached the end goal. However, I've seen there's a paradigm shift in the market right now where companies started to trust employees. Some companies, they are still in the middle. Yep. What they do is actually they introduce medical leaves without certificates. Yep. So it's part of it. Job Street Singapore, for example, we have five days. No questions asked. Mm. You can take five days. No one will ask you for anything. Right. I've seen more and more companies are becoming more flexible. Previously, I worked for tech companies before. Yeah. Never once they asked for medical certificates. Wow, really? Yes. They will be like, oh, you're unwell. Please take whatever time you need to recover. Once you're ready to come back, just let me know how mm. many days you have actually taken. That's it. No questions right. asked. But of course, we right. are not at the end game there. Some sure. people will abuse this. I would say for every single system, there will be people who will abuse the system. But again, a lot of companies started to realize there are much more benefits on putting trust in their employees versus yeah. just always thinking yeah. that they're trying to game the system, which is positive, this right. year, especially in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, it's positive. You're right. It's mm. about trust. And yeah. my thinking is that if you've already allocated a set number of days to an employee, I'm assuming you would expect that that's the number of days of absence that you would yeah. expect out of that employee. So operationally, you could actually soak it up. Yeah. Speaking of very unusual practices, Adrian wrote a commentary for CNA mm -hmm. on this thing called unlimited paid mm. leave. Ah, you might have heard of it. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Netflix, Goldman Sachs, Evernote, these were some of the examples of the companies who tell their staff, okay, guys, take whatever you need. Mm. But something these guys have in common. Yeah. They are big companies. Yeah. And they have deep pockets. Yeah. They are major players. Mm -hmm. What's your view? Is it impractical? To me, it sounds on paper tough to implement. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's a new shift thanks to the tech companies. It's pretty interesting because like they're coming from traditional industry, the finance industry, but then they started to trust people more. I've spoken with some of my friends who work at Netflix and then I told them, hey, you're so lucky that you have unlimited time off so you can go on holiday every day. Yeah. But the thing is with this companies, they have a lot of trust on their employees. They treat the employees as adults. Right. In a sense, like I give you a KPI. If you can finish your work by just working 10% from whatever time that mm. you have, mm. so be it. As long as you can deliver the outcome that you have promised to the companies. Yep. So these kind of companies have one common trait, which is the focus on Outcomes. outcome plus the trust on the people. Mm. But of course, it's not easy to implement yeah. because I'm pretty sure people will be like, oh, no, I don't want to take leave because I don't want my boss to think that I'm slacking. Yeah. Because I keep taking leaves. So that's why the culture has to be built from the top. Right. Like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to hold you accountable if, let's say, you take 90 days of leave in a year mm. as long as you deliver your work. So it will trail down into HR, into your line managers. Mm. And then as employees, you have the guarantee that you won't be penalized in terms of performance review as long as you deliver. Right. Even though you take as many leaves as you want. I would say it's pretty extreme in the sense that this policy 
is only adopted by a few companies right now. Yeah. I'm hoping in the future more companies are embracing the idea of trusting their employees. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. some people will abuse it, but as long as you focus on the outcome, it should be okay. everybody will have to be <laughs> responsible about your performance. So you can take 365 days of leave. Oh my god! <laughs> but you have it to deliver. It completely will not work in a newsroom, which is highly operational. <laughs> I think the person doing the roster, she will have a massive headache every day. <laughs> yeah, I guess yes. it's in an industry-specific kind of environment. Mm. So it's work. You're specific right. kind of environment, but on the flip side, if you do not perform, if your outcomes are less than what was agreed, then there's a conversation to be had about rescinding some of that benefit, so to speak, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So far, at least for Netflix, that's been doing this for years. Seems to be working for them. Like mm. what you mentioned, Crispin, it may not work for all industries. Yep. But then, what works better is when the employers start to put more trust on the employees. Right. Hi, my name is Sarah Alcaldi, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Money Talks. Yes, we will be talking about money, but more than that, we'll also be talking about life, personal choices, lucky breaks, and how money is the thread running through it all. So look out for our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I want to come back to something you mentioned, and I consider this to be. Very fascinating part about work life to me, anyway. Okay, it's the behavior around leave. I have known people. I'm sure you know too. Yeah. <laughs> who never take leave. Oh my god! And yes. they're very proud of it. Yeah, they're like, I have 40 days or 50 days or whatever. It's something that they wear with pride. Yeah, they're like, yeah. I've never taken a sick day leave. I'm thinking, first of all, that sounds a bit unhealthy. For sure, that's very, very unhealthy. <laughs> Secondly, it sounds like the manager doesn't have oversight of what this person's doing. There's so much data, like you said, around the importance mm. of taking a mental break yeah. and switching off because it makes you much better as an employee. But people have this impression. I'm guilty of that too. I sometimes feel somebody who often takes medical leave or mm-hmm. is always on childcare leave, etc. Oh, okay, there's some churn there that I can't handle <laughs> as a manager. How do <laughs> yes, you see? Yes, yes, it is bad. Even for our company, every six months we'll check whoever has the most number of leaves, wow. and then the line manager will need to talk to that particular team member <laughs> and encourage this team member to take mental breaks. It's very important, right? Yeah. There's no shame of finishing your annual leaves because that's your entire. Mm. Even when you sign a job offer, that's part of your offers, right? So yeah. you should utilize it for the benefits of your mental health and physical well-being. Yeah. But again, it depends on the company's culture. For some of the companies I work for, they really care about the employees' mm. mental health, so they always remind the team members, "Hey guys, you need to take leave now." Mm. Of course, a lot of people will think, "But if I go on leave." Who will do my job? Yeah. What will happen to the business? Yeah. The employers and the employees, both of them, they need to change this mindset. Right. I remember when I worked for one of the tech giants, I was told if you're away for one month and the company runs into an issue, that means the company is not well prepared. Ooh. So it's not your fault, but it's the company's fault. So mm. there shouldn't be any issue when you take leave. Both the employees and the employers have to sing the same songs because right. this is the company's culture. We care about you. We need to make sure that you take mental breaks. And the same for employees mm. as well. Like, hey, this is the benefit. I want to make sure that I'm healthy when I'm working for this company as right. well. Right. 
Okay, this goes back to the other thing about working while you're on leave. Mm. It's super common among oh Singaporeans, I'm sure. Yes. There are two kinds of people. There are those who will say, do not disturb me, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely off the grid. Yeah. But then I hardly see that. Even I do that. I will say, I'm traveling, but mm. I'm contactable. Just WhatsApp me or don't worry about it. I genuinely care about the work and I'm worried about it. Mm. But I don't know. Is that not a good idea? Yeah, definitely. If you think I'm going to just check my email for just one minute, <laughs> one minute will turn into five minutes and then five minutes will turn into 30 minutes, for example. It's unhealthy, right? Because the purpose of taking breaks is to completely shut off your mind from work mm. unless there is something very, very urgent. Sure. I still remember one of my ex-managers, he told me, I'll never contact you when you're taking leave unless someone is dying. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> wow, that's so extreme. And I really remembered like my boss never contacted me <laughs> during my leave. Thank goodness A lot of companies, even mm. now with the advancement of technologies, we are pretty much contactable anytime, Correct. anywhere. Yes, exactly. That makes the balance of personal and work life becomes a little bit imbalanced right now because you're contactable anytime. But Companies need to remember, when you keep contacting your employees during their leaves, you're actually disrupting their recovery process. Work is very hard. It's a race. Everyone is racing against mm -hmm. each other. You are not actually helping the employees. But one tip, if let's say you want to start imposing this, first, stop messaging your employees after working hour. Okay. Start from the day-to-day -day basis first. So start from day-to-day -day small start bites. Start from small bites mm. first. And then after that, if you can't do that, do the extreme. Like the employees just delete all your communication. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Software no, that's is the extreme. That's super then hard to do. I it feel. is super hard. But line managers and the companies, they should enforce this particular behavior. Don't send any message to your employees mm. after office hour because they may check the message and then they may actually start thinking about work after Yeah, that. and feel stressed, right? Yeah. Because of course, exactly. whether I'm on leave or whatever, if I get a text from my boss, <laughs> I'm going to be stressed <laughs> by that, right? Definitely. The interesting point mm -hmm. that you made, which I didn't see it that way, mm. is that if you can't, take a break mm. without working, then something is wrong yeah. with the system that's been set up. Exactly. The manpower requirements mm. needs to be addressed. Yeah. But I yeah. also feel maybe bosses need to also show the way like walk the talk. Of course. So when they are on leave to say, okay, guys, I'm not going to be contactable unless, of course, someone dies. <laughs> and stick to it. You know what I mean? Yes, because that's leading by example. Because if you think about our team members, they'll try to grasp into the company's culture. Mm. So someone will need to cascade down this culture. Hey, like what you mentioned, Crispina, when you're the manager, you'll say, okay, I'm not going to reply you. I'm not going to send you anything while I'm on holiday, except for mm. something that is really, really urgent urgent and right. critical but mm. other than that practice what you preach don't do that soon after you'll realize that all your team members will follow suit so they will actually take a full mental break and then when they come back you'll realize hey they are more productive than before yeah yeah so you have a better outcome at the end of it yes, uh, yes. i think it's a cultural shift i feel mm. 
as a society, we work quite hard, <laughs> and work is a very big part of our identity. Definitely. So I think it takes a bit of an education and a culture shift to go into that mode. Yeah, and if let's say you're in a position where your company is actually encouraging you to take mental breaks, mm -hmm. take care about yourself because at the end of the day, you are the one who cares about yourself the most, not the company. But if yep. let's say nothing is changing your company, seek better. Mm -hmm. There are much more opportunities out there right now. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm trying encouraging people to leave their <laughs> current jobs right now, but I just want to highlight the importance of taking care of yourself because so many people, especially in Singapore, they always think about their boss, their company, but yeah. they have to remember that you have to care about yourself first. Right. Absolutely true. Yeah. Okay, one last question before we wrap. There is another concept that was floated that I read about, about working 10 months and taking two months off. Mm -hmm. I know that in some industries, for example, in the education industry among teachers, mm -hmm. there is something called protected time. I think they have maybe a week or two weeks off and you're not supposed to schedule any meetings and you're not supposed to disturb the teachers because they need like a proper break. It works in teaching because... The kids are not in class anyway, so yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter. But mm. what about businesses? Do you think that this is something worth thinking about? For yeah. example, yeah. you say in December, everyone's away. Maybe volumes might be lower. Mm -hmm. Sales might not be so great. Let's just all take a complete break mm. because you're working at 150 yeah. miles for mm. the other 10 months of the year. Do you think that's something worth considering? So um, it is not applicable for all the industries. Sure. However, my experience in one of the tech giants in the past, mm -hmm. we had this thing called sabbatical leave. So after you work for a few years, you're entitled for a one full month of break. Ooh. And no one is going to send you any email, send you any meeting invitations during that one month break. When I saw the performance of the company, they were doing fine. They were doing well. Nothing broke down during that downtime period for some mm -hmm. of the staffs. Mm -hmm. So right. I would like to see this happening more often because when we focus on outcome, then nothing will go wrong, right? But there are a lot of employees coming to the office. They are moving around here and there. However, if you ask them whether they have been very productive, maybe the answer is no. Mm -hmm. If let's say we really focus 80% of the productive time on working while you're giving 20%. It's a very new concept, I believe. Yeah, It's very new. I don't think a lot of companies have actually embraced this. Yeah. Some of the tech giants, they have sabbatical leave. Mm. There's no issue. So hopefully more right, companies right. are actually more adventurous to cast this on a yearly basis. And mm. I'm very curious. Some companies started four days a week kind of stuff, right? Yes. And yes. so far, yeah. we found out people are more productive mm. versus mm. doing full week. So maybe that's the first step, Crispina. So maybe in the future, maybe we only work for 10 months and and then two months will be somewhere in Bali or Phuket. <laughs> wow, the sabbatical sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing time. One of my ex-colleagues actually learned later crafting during the one-month break. One of them actually became closer to the kids. It's so nice to uh, actually see these things happening right. during that one-month break. Thank you very much, David. Thank you very much, Crispian. As 2022 winds down and we look forward to 2023, perhaps it is a good time to give yourself a break and not feel guilty about it. To practice what we preach, the podcast team will be taking a season break in December and we will be back in January with a fresh slate. So, if you're travelling, then downloading a few of our top episodes will keep you company as you wait in line at airports, for instance. 
in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this one. The team behind this podcast is Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan and Daniel Lee. And I'm Crispina, signing off. <laughs>